Hey, it's another episode of Burning Nerd, and today we have a very special guest that we are super excited about. You know him from the definitive fantasy drafting podcast, All Fantasy Everything, with Ian Carmel and David Borey. You know him from his album, The Buck Starts Here, and his brand new Patreon-exclusive podcast, What's Dink, that I'm stoked on. Our number one draft pick, Sean Jordan. Welcome to the podcast. That almost made me cry. (laughs) Nobody ever gets an introduction like, you know, and not that it matters, but like, that was great. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. No problem. (laughs) Of course. Well, it's, you know, and again, nobody really gives a shit, but a lot of times people will say the buck stops here. And, you know, it's, they, they just, that's the common phrase. So they'll say that, or they'll say like, yeah, it just never, it just never works like that. So fantastic. Thank you. I'm glad I could get it right for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, awesome. That'll get me through the rest of the week <laughs> for my good mood. That's it, right there. Um, well, and spe- speaking of good mood stuff, that's uh, kind of the theme of the episode today. We're just going to be talking about like feel-good stories in the nerdy realm. Yep, and a little bit of skateboarding and a little bit of Tony Hawk. Yeah, we'll get that stuff in here for sure, no doubt about it. I got a dope story. I'm sure I've told it before, but when we get to Tony Hawk, I got a fun Oh, story. for oh, sure, for sure. Absolutely um, can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, DJ, do you just want to start, like, bouncing back yeah, and sure. forth? So, yeah, the idea for the podcast today is kind of uh, based on your new Patreon-exclusive podcast. So we were just kind of looking for feel-good stories in video games. So stuff that has happened in the video game community. That's Not all like, of mine are in video games, I'm going to tell you right now. Story. Right. But in the in the nerdy community that has, like, a positive influence or a positive message behind it. Um, and I was going to go with one of the kind of more recent famous ones um it's called skyrim grandma have you ever heard of that sean no so it's this great regale me <laughs> it's this uh grandma her name's uh shirley curry and she's been playing skyrim for about the last six years she's uh an older lady and the community has recently taken such a liking to her they set up a youtube for her she posts videos of her just walking through skyrim telling stories about her adventures um, which is awesome because the whole the whole Skyrim community just like embraced her as this really awesome figure um, to the point where in Skyrim right now uh, people went through and made her a fully fledged companion who can walk around with you and she voices the companion and she'll tell you stories where you are in Skyrim about her like when she went there she'll tell you a story about her interaction there or if you're fighting a dragon she might talk about how she fought the dragon or how she beat it. And it's all fully voiced and done by her and the community. That's so sick. Is she good at Skyrim? She's way better than me, I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at Skyrim? I'm, I'm not great. I'm good at a lot of games, and Skyrim might be my okay. Achilles heel. That's his game. Skyrim's mm. always been his. Like Skyrim's like my favorite game. We have a bet going on right now. When okay. I finally beat Skyrim, he has to beat a game I choose. <laughs> Skyrim's a very large game. It's a commitment to uh to beat it. Okay. How many how many man hours do you think you got to throw in Skyrim to beat oh, it? Oh, just to beat it once. Uh, you know, tens maybe. Like if you're not trying to do everything in the game, thirty maybe. But I- I've put in hundreds. Oh. <laughs> I was so gonna much say I'm sitting at like fifty-seven something. <laughs> um, that's yeah, awesome. it's huge. It's an enormous. It makes game. me want a game. It sounds so like the term nerd is always. I'm a skate nerd, but it's uh it's people always think of it like a bad thing and when you're younger it's like it's a bad thing it's such a good awesome thing to be a nerd with something because it just means it's like pure joy for you exactly and yeah i want like the older i get where i'm like man i'd just be fun to 
not go to a bar tonight and just chill at the crib and play some video yeah. games. <laughs> but, you know, I now with a kid on the way, I can't really justify doing Oof. that. But <laughs> there's a big part of me that wants that to happen. For sure. Yeah, that's, just kind, the, of, uh, yeah, that's kind of the point. The the social aspect of it, too, where it's like uh, in uh, Corona, that's what it's called. In Corona, it's just like... <laughs> I, I have no way to hang out with people except for through video games or I guess like through like a Zoom call. But that's just a video game without the video game, you know, you can do that now. It like, you know, t- 20 years ago, you couldn't hang right. out through a video game. You could play a video game and then you could talk to people about it or whatever. But now you can hang out in the video in the game. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's how, it's yeah. such a fun thing. And it it doesn't like uh, doesn't stop social interaction as much as it once right. did. Mm-hmm. Now you can. Just you can like you know you're you're not gonna have like that shitty dad being like why don't you go make some friends you're like I right. did bro they're on the video game so <laughs> well yeah we, we are long distance friends who play that's how we mostly interact uh, yep. when he's not visiting yeah. is Sick. we play video games all the time we have a bunch of different games that we play with different people and stuff and yeah it's just kind of like you said we're trying to make nerd the more positive term than it was like 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 you said it was kind of a bad term back in the day it was not even that long ago mean if they called you a nerd right. And so we're kind of trying to spin the spin the narrative on that, and make it a positive thing, and show people yeah. that it's there's so much good about it and in that community. The needle's definitely moving that way. Even was just like you know everyone and their grandmother watches Marvel movies and stuff, you know, and, and play Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> sure, right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and to finish off that story, um, Bethesda, the company that makes Skyrim in the new Elder Scrolls, has committed to making her a non-playable character. So she will officially be a character in the franchise that she loves so much just because the community loved her and, like, wanted more of her. And she was just looking for an outlet. It was just a simple game to her, and it just became so big and so positive. And, yeah, that's... That's, like, the best when somebody does something for no other reason other than they love it. Exactly. And then they yeah. blow up. <laughs> that was the least... Who the fuck would have looked at this old lady and been like, oh, she's going to be good. She'll get famous right. from Skyrim. <laughs> you never would think never. that. And so it's fun. It's like, you know, that's the most deserved kind of credit where it's, she's just like, I don't know. I just, I love it. And I'm awesome. I'm spreading the good vibes. And then she gets them back tenfold. Exactly. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So I, I'll, I'll tell one of mine. Um, so this was a story that came to light recently, but is actually from the 90s. But someone just told it on Twitter recently. This uh, Ah, the yes. 90s. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Um, this uh, a Japanese fellow who goes by the name of Yu Yan, I think, Y-U-Y-A-N, on Twitter. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I'm going to continue to pronounce it that wrong way because I don't know how to pronounce it. Um so it's him and his friend T. Kuhn. It's literally the letter T. Kuhn. So I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. Um, <laughs> he, uh, so he, Yu Yan, was a fourth grader in school. And he got uh, told by his teacher to bring some papers to this kid who couldn't attend class. He hadn't been attending class in second grade. Nowhere does it say why, but whatever. Um, but So this kid hasn't been in school for years. Uh, Yu Yan doesn't even know him. Um, but he gets assigned to bring him his papers from school, and he knocks on the door, and the kid's, uh, T-Kun's mom answers the door, and Yu Yan just hears from inside the house, um, T-Kun playing Super Smash Bros. on the N64, um, and he, he like, says to, uh, his mom, oh, is that Smash Bros.? And the mom, you know, super excited that anyone might share an interest with her son who is, you know, for whatever reason, um not in school and therefore like you know not around friends or whatever she's like yeah come in play it with him um 
so he goes in and plays it with him and uh Tikkun, the kid who hasn't been to school just wipes the floor with him as jigglypuff of all characters <laughs> um and and he like can't believe it he's like i you did i didn't get a single life off you you totally creamed me and they, they keep playing for three hours the next day he goes back to school and tells all his friends that that kid who i had to bring the papers to he's awesome at smash bros he kicked my ass for three hours as jigglypuff and he's like the talk of this like group of friends who play Smash Bros at school. And so that day, the next day, they all go to his house. Six people show up at this kid's house to play Smash Bros. And the mom <laughs> and they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> they all gang up on him for being so good. They call him a nerd. That's the end of the story. They break his fingers like casino. <laughs> um they don't though they just play smash bros with them but uh it's the, the mom's super excited and she like you know makes them all dinner and stuff and it's just awesome because uh you know now this kid has a friend and he eventually goes back to school and when he comes back to school he's got these like friends that are waiting for him and yeah it's just like the story of this kid who was like totally like socially separated it then still made friends because he was playing smash bros yeah i love it you look at like <clears throat> you look at the kids that had that bond of whatever it was with me it was skating i comes up all the time but it's like i'm still friends with all of them to this day and a bond like that like through a video game or something is different than if you're on like the same baseball team not to diminish that like that can last for a long time but a lot of times those types of things like they'll they'll kind of fall by the wayside seasons over mm, or whatever right. but if you're into the same like if you're super passionate about the same thing whatever it is a video game whatever you can. Those are like lifelong friends, and it's totally. Pretty rare. And especially, it's, it's oh, kind of like high school. So it's kind of like high school. Once you leave high school, you'll notice a lot of the friends drop off because you're not yeah. forced to engage seven hours a day, five days a week, and you kind of find out who really is friends. But with video games, like you said, it's such a lasting bond because it's something that'll that you know you have in common with that person. That's like how me and Graham became friends was just talking at video games at our job. I didn't really know anybody. He was the only other one who like talked video games so we just kind of picked it up and ran with it oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you don't like if you're on this if like if you're on football team with somebody you don't really pad up and go play football too much right. after high school right. or college <laughs> or whatever you're, you can you can like chill and talk and with the internet it's probably easier to stay in touch but you don't do the thing that you it's did just reliving and with reliving it not actually yeah you could like go get fucked up and talk <laughs> about it which i'm sure is fun but it's like with video games you can you know you can do it you, forever you even when you're plant. Whatever. Right. You can, you can <laughs> under a lot of drugs or go well with video games. Um, yeah, and, and unlike, uh, like, you know, football or baseball or whatever, it's like you and that person chose each other. You didn't both get picked for the team. And then also it's not like it's a school-sanctioned thing. It's like it's like a subculture, you know, where you have to find your people. Because everyone, yeah, everyone knows sports. But, like, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to – and that is – it's important for kids to find their people. Again, whatever it is, if it is – a sport or if it's like drama club right. or whatever finding a sense so of family nice is important absolutely yeah, community yeah and it feels like i was never like a gamer gamer i tony hawk for sure but that like one video game doesn't make you a gamer <laughs> but i played it i hundreds of hours like yeah. i mean you know what sean i think it forever. does i think i think it does <laughs> hundreds of hours i've always wondered hundreds of like, hours it's, it's, i think if, you can go ahead and put that on the resume yeah well i had a broken foot three times in in school three something like yep. that or like just out of school and so that was two months solid of i mean hours a day so it sounds like, like a gamer to me uh, but 
that and Dr. Mario, <laughs> you guys will be impressed to know that. So I never taped it, but at one point I beat the world record on Twin Galaxies and Dr. Mario. But then I emailed the guy and you. So back, this was like t- 2008, probably 2009, somewhere in there. And I emailed the dude and I was like, how do we how do I make this official? And he said you had to tape it. This is VHS. So you had to like tape it and you could only have something like five or six minute long breaks to go to the bathroom but that's the only time you could pause it so it took like five hours the night i did it and i just kind of started playing and did it and you have to not die the whole time so like you have to anyways five hours i just never wanted to do it again but for a second (laughs) technically i beat the record that's awesome so hundreds of hours in Tony Hawk and a uh, world record Dr. Mario and Dr. Player. Mario. Yeah, I think we right. can go ahead and call you a <laughs> yeah. gamer, Sean. I think that's... <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll take we'll it. give you that I'm credit. In. While we're on that topic... Oh. And Street Fighter 2. Oh, Street so Fighter. Sure. That's. I mean, that's like a... a you know. That's a legit a, that's fighter more for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was like the only arcade where I could go to the arcade and be like... Yeah. Awesome. Right. Bring it up. With Street Fighter, because they never had Tony Hawk and Dr. I see Dr. Mario sometimes now in arcades, like barcades, but anyway, I digress. They never had it back. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, not in arcades, right? Um, well, do we want to just kind of talk about Tony Hawk a bit now since we're talking about it? Then we can jump back into a few positive yeah. stories and call it a day. Cool. Does that work? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Sean? <laughs> I'm sure that's good for you. You're asking me? Um, I, am, uh, I'm, I am but a passenger on the ship, so... <laughs> We what a ridiculous ship it I is. I do what I'm told. Um, have you have you played the new one at all? The one and two remake? Yeah, Ian got it. So I went when I, what? I just went down to like, pretty much just went to chill because I missed him. So went down for a few days and he, where or did he have it? Uh, yeah, it was at the, it was a new crib. So yeah, we played for like a whole day and then kind of got over it because we played for the yeah. whole day. Yeah. And then. Um, also I was having some drinks and the more you do it, the more you're like, I don't feel like beating the levels. Right. I don't, I don't want to go through and beat the levels. I just want to have, have fun, them beat yeah. which they weren't. So we did like a lot of free skate and stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly it the same and it all comes back like mm-hmm. yeah, that. Absolutely. I couldn't play San Francisco, which was like when I was a kid, I, when I broke my foot, I was one of like three people I knew that could get a million points wow. yeah. because back then it would, if you got a million, all the numbers would start flashing and they were zeros. Yep. And it was just like, holy shit, you did it. There was this place in San Francisco. It was called the Pagoda. You had to get, it w- I think it was where the secret tape was, but if you yes, did it, it right, you could just grind around the top and I would do it with Reynolds, Andrew Reynolds. I would do like his, you do it like a sex change and then kickflip blunt and you just do it for just circle. You know, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you can only grind for like maybe a second and a half, and then you have to. So it's real quick fingers. Like you had to be quick with it, but it's a very easy pattern. Video games, yeah, they get and real good with uh, reactionary commands and stuff. <laughs> the more you play, especially games like Tony Hawk. Yeah, coming back to that game, yeah. as you said, it was like because I haven't played a Tony Hawk game in a minute when that one came out, um, and it was like, yeah, I was just like, oh, like I'm I'm back. It's like riding a bike for sure. Yeah, well, because they got like I don't know, they got a little out there when it's like uh bam you know bam's talking to the cops and you're like that's not what i want to do i want to go to these spots and i want to do tricks that i would do that i in my mind i want to do for real that was a big thing like san francisco that's why i would it's my favorite level because they have all of the embarcaderos real they pretty pretty realistic as to what it actually is and so i would just like you know switch frontside flip 
the set of stairs like I wanted to. In right, real life, like something you could that do that hours. you could vicariously do in the game. Yeah, that was the best part to me. Yeah. I didn't. That's like, this goes hand in hand with people when they don't know anything about skateboarding. When they t- try to talk about it, go back to introductions. This will happen <laughs> quite a bit. Someone's like, "Your next comic did a you know a, a triple nollie backflip." He'll flip Twindy, and, and you're just like, you sound so <laughs> fucking stupid. He sounds so dumb. And because they think it's Tony Hawk tricks, and you're like, that's not the fun part of Tony Hawk. The fun part is doing like a kickflip tail slide and making it look right. realistic. Making it look, yeah, absolutely. Well, we had a little competition before the game came out, actually, because we were super excited for it. Um, and it only lets you play Warehouse, the like first level. Or Hangar, sorry, sure. Hangar. No, and it was Warehouse. We, was it Warehouse? It's Warehouse, yeah, I think, hang- where you burst yeah. through yep. the gla- like the first yep. level of the game. And we had first to, level of the second one. We just kept going back and forth trying to put up the, the highest points we could before the game came out, like in a single combo. And uh, I wound up coming out on so top. Fun. I'm not sure the exact number, but I had to check with Graham before. Something like 3.5 million in one yeah. combo. It was insane. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so buck. <laughs> That's so gnarly to think yeah. about. Yeah. Where? Yeah. How'd you do that? Just with manuals? Yeah. There's so it's <laughs> a lot of... It's a lot of you kind of manual down to up the uh, the counter, the times counter, and then there's these three rails yeah. that you can grind, jump, grind, jump, wall slap. The grind. quarter pipe? Yep. Yeah, the three quarter. You couldn't uh, you wall just, plant yeah. in the original one, but because you can in the right. remake, you can just go back it and forth. It makes it easier. Turn around. So yeah. you can go back and forth, and you throw in any specials you can do or any special grinds your, your character knows, and you just try and get it as high as possible. And we went back and forth. It was like we had a couple hundred thousand, and we thought that was hot. And the first time we cracked a million, we're like, we're never going to do it again. And then it ended at like three million a combo. And we're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Dude, that makes me want to sit. And uh, it was so fun. That was the one thing that made having a busted foot yeah. bearable is that I could at least still like somehow. And this it just somehow still kind of like you're, it's the closest you can get to actually skating without doing it. It's you're just. You, f- you can feel it in your legs. Like, I could feel the tricks in my legs when I played. Like, yeah, the rumbling awesome. underneath. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're like, I can I can do... I, like, And then you just... You're in the headspace. So it was... I don't know. I could sit and play that. Like, that sounds like a fun sleep. Yeah, oh last God. time he visited, we played... <laughs> <laughs> we played the PS2 version a whole bunch before yeah. the new one came out. And then when he came over, we played that a whole bunch. Yeah, it's just a lot the of perfect... Horse. We played a lot of horse, yep. Uh, it's just such the perfect fun game, especially because we both skateboard as well. So it's like, it's perfect for us. If you can't go out and skateboard, you can play Tony Hawk and it'll at least get you, it'll get you there. Well, and then when two came out and you could design your own course, you could, and they had picnic tables, you could, it was right when day one, like was skating all the picnic tables when he would do like 10 in a row and then have a banked one. And then he would like gap to nose blunt stuff like that. So we would just do uh, we would get the closest we could to building real spots and just do the closest we could to like a real trick or because it was back when nobody could do not nobody but people weren't doing like say a kickflip backside nose blunt on a ledge people weren't doing a ton of those you could do it in the game you'd be like oh that's how i do it yeah. and then you could it's almost like you were teaching yourself how to do Take it without the knowledge skating, out then, of the game and then know. maybe teach yourself to do the trick right i i swear i wish i'd I wish my memory wasn't so pickled. I bet you there's some tricks that we would do, like realistic ones, like nollie nose grinds. And then you just like, I could do that. I can do it in the game. It's that easy. And then you just go do it. And then you just go do it, right. (laughs) Have either of you guys seen uh, (laughs) Pretending I'm a Superman, the the, the pro skater documentary? Yeah. So, dude, I watched it. Yes, so did I. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was so good. good. It, they talked about that, like the the people being influenced by the game to go try those tricks and then build on them. And then, you know, the next game would have those new tricks. And yeah, yeah, it's so cool the way that the game. And that's so unique to Tony Hawk because, like, you don't, yeah. you know, people play, play basketball or football games, but then they're probably not being like, you know, I really want to go play football and then go sign up for a league and play football. But you probably get a lot of people play a couple games of Tony Hawk and you're like, I'm going to go buy a board and just kick around a little bit. <laughs> it's so much easier to do. Like, they, he talks about it. And in documentaries, people always say, you know the doc they're not going to say that what they're making the documentary about didn't change the world so that's like the theme of a documentary this well this is the most important thing da 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 and a lot of times they're right but with tony hawk it was the only good skate game ever i mean at that point like they had had skater die and stuff like that but they were they, they were, were terrible. not yeah <laughs> and so you get tony hawk and it's realistic they have actual people yeah. that you know that like the general public doesn't know like everybody knows who like emmett smith was but not everybody knows who Kareem Campbell is. I so used to love playing Kareem, Kareem Campbell. Kareem Campbell in a video game. Oh, sick, man. That action sweatshirt yes. he had. Uh, it just, I don't know. It was just so nice to see. And it did change everything for skateboarding. Like, it made it, it thrust it into being so popular. Because it was already st- starting to get there. It was like underground. But then Tony Hawk yeah. came out. Yeah, and after that it wasn't. And I... I'm not a purist. I give a fuck. I everybody. I wish everybody had a skateboard. I don't care if they're longboards, penny boards, whatever. I wish everybody could balance and know the fun of being on some sort of a skateboard. And I don't care if like people want to get their like if you find a DC shirt at the mall, go for it, buy it. I don't care. It's like whatever makes skateboarding more popular. Right. Give it to you, totally. you don't even know you're helping, but go ahead and buy the <laughs> yeah, buy the DC stuff. I don't care. People get so mad at like, oh, they're they don't skate or whatever. Calling like, them well, posers or something, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't play for Notre Dame when I was in middle school, but I sure right. had a bunch of Notre Dame jerseys. Right, exactly. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. It's that punk rock skateboarding, like, intersection where the, both of those communities can be, uh, you know, gatekeepy. But, yeah. Yeah, Stupid. they kind of have that mentality of trying to, yeah, remain undergroundy. But it's like, it's fun, but, you know, it's so selfish to me. Like, if you, uh, atmosphere, or Blink-182, like people love Blink One Eighty Two, and they got mad when they got famous. And I'm just like, I don't know. It means more people get their right. ears on them. And then this band that you love is rich, right? Why and is that a bad thing? Rich. Exactly. They're never as rich as you think they are. But like, don't just let them. And if the music changes or the art changes, whatever, that's unfortunate. But you know, let them let them get their Absolutely. money. Right. Let, let them let try. People hear right. them. I don't know. I've never never cared. If you about liked them stuff, enough to care like, that they got famous, then you should feel like they should get the money. Like you should feel like they earned it. They got there. I'm saying. Get them paid. Pay them. I love it. Absolutely. And that was another thing. Tony Hawk gave these skateboarders, and, you know, this is nothing new. They talk about it in the documentary and Tony Hawk's interview on the Nine Club, but they gave, they got to give these skaters, like, real checks, like, million-dollar checks for that being in that game, and that that will change anyone's life. A pro skater doesn't make a lot of money. Especially you know? back so then. If you, yeah, especially, yeah. especially back then, you no. made and, almost nothing. And to buy a house in, in Southern California, like, you're a pro skater, and so eventually you're like, well, I, what am I going to do? Am I going to get a house? Do I have to leave L.A.? And that money from like something like Tony Hawk means you don't. You can get your house. You can stay there, keep skating. Right, keep, keep, mm-hmm. keep on with know. the craft. No, it's huge. It was huge. Yeah, can't be overstated, the influence that that game had on skateboarding. Right, I feel yeah. like. Do you guys ever break any controllers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not out of it. Oh, I answered way too quick, but yeah. Yeah. 
I no one ever believes me. I'd like I would break. I probably broke three or four over Tony. One of them was over a girl, but while I was sure. playing Tony Hawk, <laughs> but the rest were out of frustration of like not being able to get just whatever, not being able to get a million or just having a bad day. But I would one of them I'd like worked until I broke it, not in half, yeah. but like the buttons busted in enough. and they don't work. Yeah, <laughs> the one I broke that comes to my mind. Yeah, I, I ripped it in half. It was a PS2 controller and just right in half. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> So <laughs> this was so awesome until it took. We used two to go to buy a new one. Right, that's what. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. You don't have any money, yeah. a kid. That's what I do. Lots of times where I'm like, oh, this. And then I'm just like, I'm too poor. I'm too poor to get upset about too this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when I was a kid, we used to go to San Diego every year for these trade shows. It was the ASR trade show they would have at the San Diego Convention Center, and it was really where like skate shops would go to see all the company's new product. But it was also like something that all these pro skaters would go to, I think, to party and just get away for a weekend and to be around the companies and like schmooze the buyers and things like that. And we rode for a shop in Sioux Falls. So they would get us tickets as retailers. We'd get badges that said retailer on it. So we just got to go and geek out. We didn't, you know, we just walked around and looked at like, you know, there's holy shit. There's Ardo. Sorry. There's Chad Muska. We would see all these pro skaters. That was that's it. Wild. And then we'd just go skate yeah, in San Diego. And it was when Tony Hawk came out. They had that demo that, you know, like you would play at Target or whatever, yeah. just the console. And they had one set up, and I was playing it, and Tony Hawk came up. And he started playing me, and I beat him. And, of <laughs> course, I did because he, you know, he wasn't a 16-year-old who had <laughs> broke their foot. He was a millionaire mogul who was trying to keep skating. Who was trying to get you to buy age. the game, yeah. Yeah. That's but it was wild. just, I was like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't say anything. I wasn't like, holy shit, you're Tony Hawk. He just came. It was like 30 seconds. And I think it was like a game of skate or horse or whatever they call it. And it just my turn and then his turn. And he uh, got a letter and then he's just like walked away. <laughs> sure. yeah. That's awesome. That's <laughs> wild. Be Tony and Hawk you know Tony what? Hawk. You, yeah. you being cool and like not freaking out is probably why I felt cool. Like hanging out for a minute and like picking up the controller. That was probably had a lot to do with it. It was hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. I, <laughs> the older I get, the more I will... Uh, I like calmly gush to people. So if I ever meet a skater or a rapper, I just very calmly, but I'm just like, you, uh, you're my hero. And I think what you do is amazing. I try to keep it cool, but I think I still freak some people out. I met Shane O'Neill a couple of years ago at a street league and I shook his hand and I was like, man, this is a really big deal for me. Uh, you're just so amazing, and you're, I just can't believe what you do on a skateboard. It's magical, and da-da-da, and he's just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird to hear, I'm sure, for him. but I It's funny. It. I can't stress enough how much before you joined the call, we were doing that same thing to each other, <laughs> just being like, all right, we have to be calm. Don't freak <laughs> him out. <laughs> I mean, and no, that's it's fun to hear. Thank <laughs> you. But it's uh, – it, and like I'll – you know, if you're whatever you're into, if you meet – the person that does that it's uh, like it's thrilling if i like if i were to meet i don't know ben affleck it wouldn't i'd be it'd be dope i'd be like oh cool you're ben affleck or like um you know but if i meet uh, a rapper that most people haven't heard of i won't even be able to look him in the right. eye you know so it's just like whatever whatever you're into if my mom met ben affleck she'd lose her <laughs> right mind. but so it's whatever you're into so like if it if you're into a podcast or if it's skateboarding or whatever, and that's the person, then it's all, it's fun. It's fun to get to chill and 
Huh. Yes, Very much absolutely. So. Yes, and yeah, podcast and skateboarding is definitely two things we gush about a lot. So like, yes. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. We can't yes. stress enough how cool it is to have you. Um. So I have one more story, I guess. Yeah, two years, and then I'll and do then one we'll, more. But then all right. We'll call so it. I got I got one too. Now that you guys got me talking, so I'm gonna. Oh, awesome. awesome! All right, Great. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a roundtable. Um. So mine's a personal <laughs> story. Um. A couple years ago, my brother actually passed away. And he used to be my big inspiration for playing video games. We always played when we were younger. He's the one who kind of taught me how to play. Um, and we used to play uh, Final Fantasy VII was like his game. And that's what he used to always play. And I'd watch him for hours. And I'd try it myself and get my ass kicked every time. But he was just so, so good. And he passed away a couple years ago. And it was a couple years later they announced that they're remaking Final Fantasy VII in this big new game for the PlayStation. And I... I seeing the trailer I cried because it looked amazing and I was so excited but it was it hurt because I wanted to share that with him because I know that would have blown his mind and so I took the time and I actually wrote a letter to Square Enix to no one in particular just to the company I got their address off the internet and I wrote them a letter just being like you guys will never understand like this game is amazing and I'm sure everyone's a fan but like this means so much to me specifically because I'll get to experience this and I know my brother would have loved it. And I just want to thank you guys for, for making this game and like for everything you've done. And, um, one of the employees actually wrote me a letter back, um, hand wrote me a letter and just said how amazing it was. Um, and how that's more than they could have ever asked for when they made a game. Um, and how it's amazing that it's stretched, you know, decades that love and uh, I had sent them a prayer card that I actually made for my brother when he passed. And I got a picture of it of the employee who wrote me. It's up in his cubicle. He put it like up in the corner of his laptop at his workstation. And he says it's a reminder to keep doing what they love. And like I've held on to that for so long because it was just like I wrote it to a company. Nobody had to read it. Nobody ever had to even see it. And for them to not only read it, but like take the time to reach back out to me and like show me not only did they read it, but like it touched somebody there. It just made me feel so happy and so like loved by the gaming community at large. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. (laughs) And you have to, you gotta deep down, try to believe that people are good. Exactly. And that's a good thing. You know, like if you, it's nice. It's just really nice to hear. I bet it made their, I bet it made their so happy and emotional too. Yeah, and the fact that we could share that, yeah, was awesome. And I just knew that, that, yeah, that my brother would love that and that he would really appreciate the company taking the time out to be like, we see you and we appreciate your love. And, like, you don't get that with a lot of of media and a lot of stuff. Um, So it was really cool to see them, like, reaching out to just some kid who was just saying how much they loved him. And, yeah, it meant a lot. That's fantastic. Hell yeah. That's, I didn't even like consider the the person working there because i mean i i've heard this story i didn't like because of course you have the connection to your game and to your brother and to, but they have like these connections that they aren't even aware of you know like, like they helped make these things happen yeah i i bet that was huge for that person that square enix employee and also like and what a glad- thankless job making video games to get a get a thank you i'm sure also helps them <laughs> well then you know you think about the stuff that gets people through their hardships, a lot of it's going to be music or games or whatever. It's that thing that you shared with the person. And uh, yeah, I bet most people making a video game aren't necessarily thinking that 
when they're making it like this is going to help somebody through one of the most traumatic moments of their life but of course it is something has to right and yeah a lot of times it's going to be a video game so yeah i'm sure they i'm sure they get very happy when they're reminded of that because those things of like i don't know what it takes to make a video game but i'm sure it's so so difficult and so time consuming (laughs) it is (laughs) it's got to be nice to get a little a little dap every now and again and a personal story on how you directly affected someone's life in an extremely positive way with your video game exactly yeah and they 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 couldn't have just been more amazing about it and just yeah i just couldn't have enough good things to say about it yeah lucky you that that letter went to that employee (laughs) That this yeah 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 <laughs> of all the people and all its company yeah, yeah and all of Square Enix that one guy but um yeah he's the man <laughs> that's dope I, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally go the other direction like a totally different thing here this is nerdy in a different way altogether um so the Aurora Borealis f- physicists uh t- today. This is, I'm reading a, a news article from today. Um, discovered a new, like, phenomenon with the Aurora Borealis where portions, you know, it's like all the lights, portions will, like, fade out of existence and then just fade right back. Um, and apparently no one had ever, like, looked into it before. And they only, like, realized it when they were, like, analyzing old footage of it. But so now they're doing, like, a full-on, like, they're investigating, like, why that happens. And it's just... It's not necessarily good news, but it's crazy to me that we live in 2021 and there's like lights in the sky and we're still like, what's up with that? And that there's still like <laughs> questions and like magic, you know, it's, it's, it's just right. so cool that like we don't have it all figured out yet. I think the Northern lights are gorgeous too. Yeah. It's very true. I only saw them once. I was driving from Yankton, South Dakota to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we saw them and we didn't know what they were. Cause it's like. You think about that shit. No wonder when you think like, you know, that the like in Greek mythology, when they thought it was uh, a giant god throwing lightning right. bolts, because what the fuck? What else other explanation? They, right. If you saw like if you saw the northern lights before, I don't know, any science, I'd be terrified. Absolutely. I wouldn't know yeah. what was going on or like an eclipse. I w- I'd be like, yeah, I, every everybody had some explanation for it that was just shy of it's fucking magic. Like the Norse yeah. believed in the rainbow bridge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, dude. I would. I tell you this: if I would have been alive back then and I was presented with two theories on what it was, and someone said it was a rainbow bridge, or they gave me like the scientific explanation, I'd be like, "You're crazy." That's a, rainbow <laughs> it's a fucking rainbow bridge, right? Clearly see it. I got eyes just like you, and I see a rainbow bridge. Get me a car. Get these me a blue shell. It's a rainbow bridge. Yeah. And now we have to burn you at the stake <laughs> because you with your <laughs> radical ideas, and I can't have it. Obviously, rainbow bridge <laughs> is the answer. Science gets burned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, we only know this. Not, let's make it a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> We only know nice. that that's what it is because people people say it. Trust that's people. true. Right. That's that's true. It's what kills me about like the vax like people not getting vaccinated or, or not believing. It's like you believe a doctor when they say you have cancer, so believe the other stuff too. Just you gotta trust. You people. can't just pick right. <laughs> if you're in, you gotta be in. It's just like yeah. speaking of, yeah. we're both getting our second shot soon, and we so encourage to everybody go back nice. to the go out oh there and yeah, get vaccinated. It's yeah. It'll be worth it in the end. Absolutely. Everybody can get them. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Yep. 
I th- unless you're like under 15. Is that like a national thing? Yeah, right? I think only yep. like kids under 15 or something. Can. Under 15, I, yeah. 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 Fucking teenagers. They don't need them anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know? they don't survive anything. I If I tried to do half Not the there. shit I did at 15 right now, I'd be dead. Like immediately. Like <laughs> half the goofy shit I tried or like yeah. bombing down a hill we on a longboard. To- I sometimes I'll tell my fiance the stuff that we used to do, some of the stuff we used to do, and it was so insane. Sometimes we'd just be coming up to a stop sign, and we'd I'd be like, "I dare you just to blow through that," and we would we would do it. We would just floor it and go fifty through a stop sign, and just it's like we would drive at the middle. We'd drive at like three in the morning back from Minneapolis to Sioux Falls, and we would just shut our headlights oh off and God. see how long we could go on the highway with no <laughs> headlights on, and like. You know, it's funny to look back and laugh, but that is absolutely fucking yeah, crazy. Bonkers. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I would never, never. You could give me a million. You could give me a healthy I was sum say. of money, and I still <laughs> yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, there's some stuff I would do it for, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do any of the shit I did when I was 15. It's cool to think about now. It's fun memories, but you're like, ah, nope, no, couldn't no. do that again. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance just she the look in her eyes when because we grew up. We, we're different like that. We had different childhoods. So I tell her that stuff, and she's just like, what? I'm like, yeah. You know, it didn't seem like a big deal at the time. And that that's like, those are the tame things. There's that, there's stuff where you're just like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I remember <laughs> one time, too, just me, my cousin, and a friend of mine, we were driving in Boston. It's probably 4 a.m., and there's a four-way intersection we pulled up to. We had a red light, and my cousin just eating a slice of pizza just rolls right through. There's a cop at each of the three intersections. <laughs> didn't even bother us. Didn't turn on the lights. Didn't do anything. Just let That's us luck. roll right through the red <laughs> lights. And it's like we would, I, I would die before I attempted that right now. Are you kidding me? Like to just blatantly roll through a red light and be like, anyone going to stop us? There's three of you. Who's going to chase us? Nobody. Like that's Dude. so <laughs> unnecessarily it's ballsy. A couple times out of boredom. We would do uh, like we would just, we'd find cars of guys, and we'd just roll up and we'd roll our window down and we'd be like, "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> and then we'd just we'd drive and see if they would chase us, and they it did not always but work. That's entertaining. Like it, it didn't always work out <laughs> in our favor. Like a lot of times they would chase us. A couple times we got caught. <laughs> it's like yep. those are yeah, harsh yep. when you just pull up to someone and do that. Hey, you I made your like, own entertainment though. That's how you yeah, did that- it. That's all of this stuff is <laughs> Funny just to like think of boredom. That. Like, right. That's, that's you what didn't have a video game from. to go and play with. That's your all friends. it was. So you're like, let's go fuck with some townies. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. When Jackass came out, we would. Yeah. Anyway, it was. <laughs> I wouldn't do it now. All right. Well, Sean, you said you had one more story to share, correct? Yeah. There was a woman who was 28 weeks pregnant flying from uh, somewhere to Hawaii and she had her kid on the plane. So that's the only reason I bring this up is because. I never – you could fill such a huge void with my ignorance towards pregnancy. I had no idea any of the details now that I've been immersed in pregnancy for the last eight months. Immersed in pregnancy. I know. <laughs> yeah. 28 weeks is early. Yeah. So it's like yes. that's that's early. So this woman was on the plane, went into labor, just so happened that there was like – damn near a full medical staff on the plane there were nurses and like i think i want to say even like a delivery doctor and so she successfully had a child on the plane and it's fine uh it's fine and that there's so much stacked against that being okay that like no no medical no proper medical supplies 
no monitors for the children, right. no anesthesia, and being that none early, of that. You yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, not to mention the fact that it was 12 weeks earlier than then they want a baby to come out <laughs> and you're on a yeah, plane. Right. I mean, it's just bananas. Oh. The, the, the bonkers. And then with COVID, like you have to land and there's like stuff you have to do. You can't just go straight to the hospital. There's stuff you have to do. So it's just, it absolutely made me cry. Would have anyways, but especially now that we have a baby due in a few weeks. Wow. Where I'm just like, Congratulations, by yeah, the way. That's big awesome. congratulations. That's so cool. Thanks. It's coming. Yeah. It's fucking creeping on you're up. You're going to be a great day. I'm excited. Crib upstairs. I appreciate that. The crib upstairs, changing table. Yeah, that's all you yeah, need, right? That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you can just ignore the rest just of the start. book. Just yep. She'll eat some of the crib. I think. Is <laughs> I think that's what they do. When then... when they teeth, they just bite the crib until yeah. they feel better. Yeah. And they can yeah, wait till they teeth. Good. Right. Um, <laughs> they don't need to eat until they teeth. <laughs> all my theories are correct. This is now a baby conspiracy podcast. um well all right i think i guess that's all we had had planned for this one yeah um so thank you uh so much sean uh do you have anything you want to uh talk about before we wrap this thing up like uh plugs or anything yeah please yeah tell them all where they can find you uh twitter sean s jordan instagram sean cougar melon jordan if you are into podcasts, we do a podcast. Uh, Ian Carmel started this. Uh, David Bory and myself hopped on. It's called All Fantasy Everything. We fantasy draft everything in pop culture. It's very fun if you have a couple hours a week. Uh, and if you don't, then just go buy like a t-shirt or something from a, your favorite movie theater or like um, get some coffee from your favorite coffee shop or whatever. Keep places in business as long as you can because we are on our way out of this and you know we're going to want to do all that fun stuff again. So try to support with where you can and if you can't then you know just send good vibes good out vibes too. right yep <laughs> awesome. um so yeah lastly just again this is just from us we're huge fans of all fantasy everything graham i'm sure will have something to say huge. real quick but you're just Thanks. you're so like you're so important to us and it was so cool of you to do this and like when you sent when we i had reached out to you earlier in the year and you sent that happy birthday video to graham like i can't tell you what that meant to us like a lot of our friendship has been like we started listening to all fantasy everything together and like it's it's been a huge thing in our life like we started this podcast and everything just because we loved like the friendship that you guys had and how it like came and recorded it was just awesome and we just uh, yeah, gushing a little bit, but like you're just super important hey, to us. And, I appreciate like, it. Yeah, Hugely. thank you. Yeah, and I know Graham had something real quick he wanted to say. But yeah, well, I just, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I, you, specifically, your positivity on that podcast, Sean, has helped me through some times, and I, I cannot thank you enough for being out there and bringing that energy to, you know, the podcast and everyone who listens to it. Not enough people are putting yeah, out good vibes, so it's really awesome that you do, and like it's just so infectious. I mean, life's hard. It's like uh, it's <laughs> it's fucking hard, and everything is hard. No matter who you are, you have problems. If you're rich, if whatever, your problems are your own, and they're tough, no matter what. So, whatever anyone can do to get through it, yeah, I'm. I you know I try to stay as positive as I can because. Haven't always been, so I just figured one time. Like I don't know when it happened. I was like, "Why not? Why not just try to just be stoked?" And it it, it looks good on you. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 I don't know. It's fun, you know. I try try to keep it light, keep it positive, because 
yeah life's short man it's fun it's fun to just be stoked Hell yeah all right ladies and gentlemen well if you ever want good vibes or good positivity go listen to afe all fantasy everything as a podcast in general is hysterical amazing always a good time always and yep listen for sean jordan's patreon exclusive podcast as well yeah go peep that if you haven't um, all right, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'll, I'll drop this real quick. Follow us on also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Burning Nerd Pod everywhere, and now we're on Twitch, too, so catch us there. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so we just started Twitching video games as well. Cool. All right. Well, see yeah. everybody. Bye. Bye.